So we've been making comments for five years now. That's over 100 episodes and counting. And our plan? Well, it's to keep making more seasons, even more episodes. And when I say we, I don't just mean the Commons team. I'm including you, our listeners and supporters. We can't make this show without you. We can't keep bringing you exceptional reporting every week without your support. We want to make it as easy as possible for you to become a Canadaland supporter. So from now until the end of May, we have a special deal for our listeners. Sign up now for just $2 a month for the next six months. You'll get access to all the episodes of Commons one week early and ad-free, as well as exclusive bonus content from all of our shows. There's discounts on merch, tickets to our live events, and so much more. This is a limited-time offer, and it's a pretty great deal that helps support our journalism. Just go to canadaland.com join or click the link in your show notes to become a supporter today. So it's crowdfunding season here at Canadaland, which is the time when we reflect on everything we've done over the past year, give you some teasers about the exciting stuff we've got coming up, and also ask you for some money. The money part's actually pretty key. So if you have one takeaway from this, it's that you would absolutely make my day if you went to canadaland.com join to demonstrate that you're getting some value out of commons and all the other cool things that Canadaland does. Now with that bit out of the way, we've got a pretty exciting guest lined up for you today. It's Commons producer Jordan Cornish. Hi, yeah, that's me. Commons producer Jordan Cornish. (laughs) You know, over the past year, what stands out to you about some of the work that we've done here at Commons? What What are you most proud of? I mean, it's hard to look back at this past year, but if if I have to pick something that stands out to me that I'm really proud of, it's our pandemic series. We made the decision to shift gears and focus our attention on the COVID-19 pandemic when we had already started a different season of Commons called Radicals. But it was pretty clear to us that this was where we needed to focus our attention and that the long-term care homes in this country were particularly vulnerable. So that's what we did. And, you know, this was an ambitious undertaking. It was our first time taking Commons Weekly. And because of the pandemic, it meant that our entire production flow changed basically overnight. I'm really proud of that season as a whole, but particularly I really like the final episode. That episode is called The Most Dangerous Story. And it was one that I think that we knew we wanted to make fairly early on. We knew that we wanted to talk to Moira Welsh because she was someone who had reported on long-term care for a lot of her career. And we knew that she was one of the stronger reporters who really understood what was happening in long-term care before and after the pandemic. And she had written this really beautiful story in the Toronto Star about the butterfly care model. And I think that we both knew that we wanted to at least give our listeners some sort of sense of hope that there was like a possibility for change, especially when we knew that so much of this season would mean our listeners would have to confront really difficult things, stories that were hard to hear, guests who were going through some of the hardest moments in their lives. So I was really proud of that one because it, it's a hopeful episode. Yeah, it was a lot less depressing than almost everything else we did over the last eight months. And I feel like we got to try and not be depressing in this conversation, too, just to let our listeners know that we do really enjoy making this show and the work that we do, despite the fact that the content can be quite sad. I'm impressed with all of our listeners who really stayed with us through some incredibly difficult material. This is not the kind of thing most people want to talk about or most people want to listen to, you know, when they're having their cup of coffee first thing in the morning. It's challenging. It's often a little bit gross and it's really, really depressing. But our audience was there with us sticking through it 
because, and this is what I'm just basing off of a lot of the feedback we got, they knew that this was an incredibly urgent story to tell at the time. Was there anything else that you were particularly proud of in the pandemic season? I think one of the more rewarding aspects of the last season was the feedback we got from not just our listeners. And we did get some amazing feedback from listeners. We we even had a woman tell us that she decided to become a personal support worker and work in long-term care because of what she heard on Commons. But also just the feedback from the guests that we had on and the people that we interviewed. It was remarkable the lengths that people were were willing to go to to help us get these stories out. Oftentimes, you know, we're working on stories that people don't necessarily want to talk about. But in this one, I think that things were so bad and people were so desperate, you know, that they really put themselves out there. Yeah. And not only were most of the people we spoke to incredibly generous with what they were willing to share with us, they also had to endure all manner of production issues that were caused by the pandemic. We were unable to be in the same rooms as our guests. That was an obstacle. We often had to ask people to record themselves, usually on a cell phone. And, you know, I'm very grateful for everybody who was willing to to help us make these stories sound great. Since the last crowdfunding message that we put out last October, it wasn't just the pandemic that we covered. We did the bulk of our work on dynasties during that time, too. Is there anything, any episodes, any interviews, things that really stick out to you from that season? Oh, God, I loved working on dynasties. I mean, it's hard for me to pick a favorite in that season. It was just so much fun to work on. You know, I, I loved working on the Sohotas episode. That was one that was important to us to do because it's such an, an interesting and important dynasty, but not one that gets the same sort of attention. You know, like I think when we pitched dynasties, people thought they were going to hear about the Trudeaus. They thought they were going to hear about the sort of first families of Canada that come to mind when you think of dynasties. But we really wanted to make sure that there was stories in there that you hadn't heard about before. And I think the Zahotas is a really great example of that. And we did have some of those first families in there. Oh, of course. It's got a real variety of dynasties in there. You've got everything from the Fords to the Rizzutos to the Hearts, which is a wrestling dynasty. And if you haven't heard that episode, I had to watch a lot of wrestling to make it. So I recommend that you do. What about some of the work that our colleagues have been doing? What stands out there over the last year? It's been a really incredible year, I think, for this company as a whole. I think all of our shows have put out incredible episodes. And there's a couple of things that stand out to me. I really enjoyed Tiffany Lamb's reporting on an episode of the Candleland podcast called What the Hell is the Epoch Times? This was just a really fascinating episode, and it's really worth listening to. More recently, Candleland did another in-depth episode that was called Food Will Find a Way, which was reported by Suresh Doss. It's a look at the underground food industry and how it operated during the COVID-19 pandemic. I think that both of these episodes are just such great examples of the kind of in-depth coverage that Candleland is capable of. You know, these are the types of episodes that we want to do more of. Okay, so I think that's enough reflection about everything that's gone on over the past year. Let's get to the good stuff. What do we have coming up? Yeah, so we just launched this season about the police. I'm incredibly happy with our first episode. If you haven't heard it, it's about Julian Fantino, and it's a look at his career, but also all the ways in which the cops can silence their critics. We obviously don't want to give away the whole season, 
everything that's coming up, but maybe you can give a hint about, you know, one aspect of an episode that we've got cooking that uh, you're looking forward to. We've got a lot of really interesting stories coming up in this season. There's a lot to be excited about. Our upcoming episode is going to take a look at the history of the RCMP and its formation, who the major players are, and all the ways that their sordid past impacts the way that we police in this country today. We had an amazing guest. We spoke to Jean Taillet. She's the great-grandniece of Louis Riel. And it was a fascinating conversation. She told us incredible things, and a lot of which I haven't seen or heard anywhere else. So it's a really exciting episode. And on that episode, we're going to get a look at some information that's been suppressed for 150 years. Stuff that goes right back to the to the roots of this country. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a lot of really fascinating characters in Canadian history that I don't think we give the attention they deserve. There are leaders within the RCMP that had a huge impact on the way that we police even today. And we know very little about these people, so I'm excited to talk about them. And obviously, we're not the only folks within Canada land that got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. What else are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Thunder Bay Season 2. If you haven't heard it yet, the trailer is available online, and it sounds incredible. I think everyone here is really excited to hear the next installment of that series. Yeah, we need more Ryan McMahon. I think one of the best things about the continued production on Thunder Bay is that Ryan, every once in a while, will drop by the office. And honestly, then it's just like two hours of everyone there shooting the shit. And he really is kind of the funniest guy, the nicest guy around. So if nothing else, I'm thankful that we'll be getting to see more of him, let alone the excellent journalism that I know for a fact is coming everyone's way. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Ryan is truly the best. Okay, so if listeners do want to support us, what do they do? What do they get? Give us the whole shebang. Well, first, I just want to say that this past year has been an incredible year for Candleland. I'm incredibly proud of my colleagues, and I think that the work that we've done really speaks for itself here. But... You know, we're working really hard to get these stories to you, and we've only gotten more ambitious, and we want to do more. So if you're getting anything of value from our work, then I really think that you should be supporting it. It's easier than ever to do that. Go to Candleland.com join. We've made it super simple. There's a bunch of different levels of support available, so you can do whatever works best for you. For just $5 a month, you can get any one of our shows completely ad-free. But I really like the $9 tier because you get all of our shows. So for just a couple dollars more, you get all six of our shows ad-free, plus you get socks. Who doesn't like socks? I, in fact, wear socks almost every day. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So, I mean, 9 bucks a month for all six of our shows seems like a really great deal for me. And you get the socks, which is great. But there's other really great reasons to support us right now. Like this year, if we get 1,000 new or upgraded supporters, we're going to use that money to fund more in-depth journalism. So that means you'll get more episodes like the ones I mentioned earlier. We all want more in-depth reported pieces on the Candleland podcast. But these types of episodes require a lot more time and care. And we want to make sure that we're paying people fairly while supporting the current staff. So this is one of the crowdfunding goals that I'm really hopeful that we will achieve. And then we have other tiers as well. So if you're if we get 250 more than that, what what are we going to be providing our listeners? Well, then we would hire someone to cover the French language beat. And this is something that I know that you and I want, especially. Yeah, I mean, both of us are 
hopeless Anglophones. Yep. <laughs> I think it's fair to say. And so that definitely limits our ability to do the kind of work that we would love to do more in depth in Francophone Canada. And so I think it would be a huge resource even for us just to have somebody like somebody who is not just fluent in French, but understands Francophone Canadian culture in a way that you and I just, you know, don't necessarily. Yeah, totally. I think it would be just an incredible asset to this entire company. I just, it's a real gap in in our coverage. And I, I really am hopeful that we'll hit this goal because it would be, it would be really great. And, and then we have other beats that we're looking for. Yeah. So if we got another 250 new or upgraded supporters, we'll be hiring an Indigenous reporter to continue the ongoing work that Candleland does covering Indigenous issues in Canada. And then we have other tiers after that for other dedicated reporters who would cover different provinces. We're thinking BC or Alberta or specific issues across the country. So these goals are really vital to expanding our coverage. So these are these are all great things. And one more time, how do people support us? What do they do? Go to candleland.com slash join. It's super, super easy, and it would mean the world to us. That's all for now. There's a new episode of Commons dropping next Wednesday. I guarantee you won't want to miss this one. And thank you all again so much for your support. This episode is brought to you in part by the Douglas Mattress. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. One of the best, and I mean the best things you can do for yourself, is to get a good quality mattress. The time is now, people. Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress protector, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That's douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.